A warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. And this week we are talking flower essences and the beautiful healing powers of flowers. And Katie Hess is my guest. She's an expert of flower alchemy and she really uses the healing power of flowers to awaken our true potential. And she really delves into how we can use them for our mind, body, soul and face as well. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. And before we get into this week's episode, just a little reminder that I have an upcoming two-hour face yoga workshop. It is on Sunday the 8th of May, four o'clock BST, British summertime for two hours. And it's going to include facial exercises, facial massage, acupressure, wellness techniques, all to lift and firm the face. And they'll also include beautiful meditations to help you feel like a goddess and embrace your femininity. So we're really going to delve into our divine feminine whilst doing our face yoga. And you'll finish this workshop with not only a lifted face and beautifully relaxed, glowing skin, but also feeling like your true, magical, feminine self inside and out. Don't worry if you can't make the exact date for that workshop. You can still book it and then you'll get sent the recording within 48 hours after the workshop. So it's going to be such a great place to really learn more about face yoga and just have two pampering hours to yourself. So you can click the link in the show notes or if you just go straight to faceyogaexpert.com slash sessions, and you will find all the information on there. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Katie, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me, Danielle. I'm really excited for you to be here and I'm really excited to chat a little bit more about flower essences and the beautiful power of them. And I've been deep diving into everything you do and everything you offer. And one of the things which I absolutely love, I mean, I love lots of things that you, you offer, but one of the things that really stood out was the beautiful photo of you at seven years old. And I think that that's a really nice place to start. I'd love to know a little bit about how you got into flower essences and how that beautiful picture of you as a little girl sort of resonates now and is part of your journey and your story. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's like a universal thing, right? We we have these, you know, inner child that we carry with us and it's kind of like a, a reminder of what's really, truly important, right? Um, so at that time, I mean, I guess at that particular time was kind of remarkable for me because I was an only child. I was living in a very small town and I remember just getting the the most kind of intense um, kind of frustration because I was like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm supposed to meet people. I'm supposed to work on a big project, but I don't, you know, I'm stuck in this little town and I'm all by myself and I don't know how to find them. And so I would like try to astral project myself to wherever I thought I needed to be, which I didn't know. And that just kind of started the seed of this kind of burning inside of me. I just kind of held on to for a long time until I finally graduated college and then could kind of really seek out, you know, what was it that I had been longing for since being so little. When I was a kid, you know, being an only child, um, I played in nature a lot, like trees and flowers were my best friends and I had such a blast in nature and I felt really supported. I didn't ever expect to be working with them when I got older. So that was a nice treat. 
I met an expert from Spain who taught me about the power of flower remedies. And I was just hooked. You know, he said, if we could get 3% of the world's population actively working with these remedies, it would create enough of a positive ripple effect to, in essence, change the outcome of the future of the planet in a really positive way. And that inspired me to no end because I think sometimes we think, you know, wow, there are so many problems in the world, so many challenges. And how can little old me make a difference? And it couldn't be further from the truth. And, and it was exciting to me to, to sort of tune into the fact that actually, no, just a small number of us can make a huge impact. We really can. And you definitely do with, with what you do and what you share and offer. Um, what I'm really interested to talk about, first of all, really, is how flower essences can help us and also just taking it very much back to basics in terms of what flower essences actually are. Well, I mean, it's, it's such a treat to talk to you because, I mean, in some ways, flower essences made their debut into the Western world or like a more modern world um, through Dr. Edward Bach in the 1930s and 40s um, in England. And, you know, some people are like, this flower essence thing is this like new and it's actually quite old. It's, just, it's not like a alternative medicine. It's something that's been around for thousands of years. You see it in Central America with the medicine women. You see it in, you know, the Aborigines in Australia drinking the dewdrops on the bush lollies. You see it in the Himalayas when the yogis and yoginis would do long fasting retreats and survive essentially from the energy of flowers and gemstones. And you see it in, in Europe and the alchemist days the doctors and alchemists would tell their patients to go out into the wild and look for special flowers and drink the dewdrops from the top. And it wasn't until Dr. Bach in the 1930s and 40s discovered a way to scale that dew so that, you know, we didn't have to go out into nature necessarily. We could bring nature in to our daily lives and, you know, be able to bottle up how a particular flower makes us feel and then add it to our coffee or tea um, so that we can feel that feeling of being out in nature. Um, so what they are essentially is the life force of flowers. Flowers contain the most energy of the plant. Their purity is unsurpassed. And when we introduce that life force energy, which is just simply stored in water and alcohol, when we put that inner on our body, it moves through our acupuncture meridians, the same meridians that you know Chinese doctors have been using for three to 5,000 years, depending on how you look at the history. And I mean, how they can help, that's a huge question. I mean, the short answer would be essentially anything and everything as a human being that would challenge you, they can help. There's a flower for that. Any particular positive, amazing quality in yourself that you want to bring to the forefront, there's a flower for that. Whether it's something as simple as like, I just want to sleep better. I want to laugh more. I want to feel more love. Uh, I want to get more things done. Or whether it's more profound, like, I want to figure out why I am the way I am and why are there things that hold me back and what things happened to me in childhood that I could unravel so that I could become more powerful and fearless and bold. So really, I mean, anything you could imagine, there's a flower for it to help us realize our true potential here. That's amazing. And I love the bark flower remedies. I use a rescue remedy um, whenever I need it. And what I'm really intrigued to ask you, actually, before we delve a little bit more specifically into some things I think my listeners would be really, really intrigued about, is when we're using flower essences, are they always in the alcohol solution or are there sometimes other ways that they're prepared and given? 
Yeah, that's a great question. We're traditionally they're t- they're in the alcohol water solution. It's I mean, alcohol is like one of the you know nature's greatest gifts in that it it can it can preserve the integrity of something, and it's also a medicine in itself, helping the liver to cleanse itself. So traditionally, to take it internally is is the way to go. When I came back to the United States in 2001, I was so challenged because, you know, unlike your part of the world where people are more open-minded, the United States was just so far behind and so skeptical and they thought it was snake oil and, you know, you're working with the energy of flowers, how can that be? And so when I first started my company, we started taking the flower essences and infusing them into aromatherapy, mists and oils and bath salts and, you know, products that you could put on your body. And that way, if people didn't quite understand the energy part, you know, they would get the benefit anyway through the beautiful experience that they were attracted to. But really, any way that you can get them in or on your body will work because essentially they're working with your auric system, your etheric bodies, uh, your energetic bodies. So if you get them in or on your body to whatever capacity, they will really benefit. That's great to know and great for anyone that just wants to get started with flower essences and perhaps they don't want to take them internally. It's really nice to know that you do recommend that you can use them with sprays or oils or bath salts. I think that's just a a really great tip. And what I'm really intrigued to know more about is how flower remedies can help our skin. Now, because this is a Face Yoga Expert podcast, Many of my listeners are very interested in skin and holistic skincare and naturally smoothing and lifting the skin. Many of my listeners are really intrigued with wellness as a whole. So we always bring that into all of our podcasts and I bring that into all of my teachings. But I would love to know in your experiences, how have you seen flower essences help to, first of all, heal skin and heal skin conditions? This conversation is fascinating because there's like three parts to it. The first part is in the world of energy medicine, we see things differently. So like, let's say um, you and I were looking at uh, a projected image on the wall. Maybe we're watching a, a, a presentation or something. If there is something in the way of the image, you and I know not to like go to the screen and try to remove it. We know to go back to the projector and see if there's a piece of dust or what on the lens to, to be able to see the image more clearly. And in the same way with the body, the physical body, which includes the skin, is the screen. The projector is all of this energy body that is, is sort of like running the show, you know, this kind of flesh house that we live in temporarily is one part of us, but what animates the body is actually what is calling the shots. And that's where all the root causes lie to everything that we could experience in our physical body. So in the, in the energy medicine world, we would say that when we have a specific challenge, it will go, it will start out in our energy body. It moves into our mental field, into our emotional field. These are all places where we can work with this root cause to uproot it. You know, we're not able to manage it or we ignore it or repress it. It will manifest in the physical body as like a red flag. And then we really have to deal with it. And then, of course, there are other factors like puberty and hormones and, you know, toxicities and other things. So that everything works hand in hand. But I'll say that 
from our perspective in the energy medicine world, there are root causes that can cause, you know, difficulties in the skin. And the skin is the largest organ in the body. It's what interfaces with the world. It's where we manifest how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our place in the world. You know, it makes sense that when we're going through puberty and we're like growing and changing, we don't know who we are, that that's when we would oftentimes experience acne. So that's one part of it. The other part of it, I can tell you that flower essences work incredible wonders on the skin. Like you cannot believe, we never market our flower remedies for this purpose. We only really talk about accelerating your personal growth. But when I do presentations to teach folks, we do, I show a lot of before and after photos from like, here's what happens when you take flower essences for three weeks. Here's what happens at six months. Here's what happens at three years of consistent use. And in every case, people begin to look younger. It's like this crazy anti-aging elixir. And, you know, it enhances radiance. And when you think about like how we store stress, you know, we store it in our muscles, we store it in the muscles on our face and our faces don't lie. It's like whatever we're experiencing in the inner world, it comes out on the face and we, we forget that, right? We forget that if we're like brooding about something, it will be held in the muscles in the face and people will be able to see that. And then over time, if we solidify those emotional patterns, we're solidifying the muscles in our face to go in that direction. So, I mean, simple example is if we are oftentimes feeling too serious, we can't have enough fun or laughter in life. We feel like we've got to be serious to get things done. Oftentimes we'll get those crow's feet in between our eyebrows because we're just being so serious. Um, and over time that will create those lines. So if we remove a lot of that like blanket of stress and um, hardship, then we're removing that from our faces and essentially changing the way that we look in the future. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And it was the perfect answer to the question. I was hoping that you would say something similar to that. And what I found really interesting was how many people will come to flower essences, perhaps for an ailment or for overall wellness. And it's like a happy side effect that they then see their face look fresher and younger and healthier. And it's actually really intriguing because with face yoga, it's often the other way around. So often people will come to face yoga because they want to reduce wrinkles or look younger. And yes, of course, that happens. But then we have the positive side effect that they start to notice they feel calmer and their energy is better and they have overall feelings of wellness and then other ailments start to diminish. So it's really interesting how people come from one thing and then there's that happy side effect of the other thing. So I'd love to chat a little bit now about flower essences and how they can improve our sleep. I feel like sleep in particular is something which many, many people are struggling with at the moment, particularly over the last two years with more and more stress from the pandemic. How have you used them successfully for that? Yeah, that's one of the most common reasons why people come come to us is, is mm-hmm. they can't sleep. It's something that, you know, when I first started in 2001, seeing clients um, wasn't really a topic of conversation. Like people weren't really having that much trouble sleeping. And now with electronics, it's really like anywhere from 50 to 75% of the population. And flower essences, what they can do is help balance our biorhythms. 
So we have a blend uh, called Quiet Mind with flowers like Passion Flower and Bird of Paradise that don't put you to sleep during the day when you're using them. It's more just like they balance out your biorhythm so that when it's time to go to sleep, you can let go of the tension of the worries and the thinking and allow yourself to, you know, really relax and be able to sleep. That's great. And do you use that yourself? Um, I don't typically have a lot of issues with sleep. So I, you know, if I, if I do, I'll put it by my bedside. And then, um, you know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, it will help me get right back to sleep. For folks who typically sleep pretty well, if you just like put some oil on the, on the bottoms of your feet before you go to bed at night, you just sleep like a log. If you're someone that uh, tends to have restless sleep often, then I recommend taking it uh, regularly during the day so that by the time it's time to go to sleep, you will be able to kind of drift off faster and sleep more deeply. That's wonderful. And are there any particular flower essences that you use every day, sort of they're your go-to, or do you more um, sort of respond to what your needs are in that day, in that week, in that season? Yeah. So every month we release like a special elixir that's designed to like really target kind of the next layer in the collective consciousness. So that is usually the elixir that I'm focusing on for one month. And then and then I just use like all the mists and anointing oils, um, like a combination of them, like you said, of, of whatever I feel like is, is needed in the moment. Do you have any particular wellness routines, maybe morning rituals or evening rituals that you do um, as well as using that, the flower essences? Mm. I mean, meditation in the morning and in the evening time that is, is like a game changer um i think that's one of the number one things for wellness and beauty that i've experienced um and then you know just a bit of exercise and movement nothing crazy but you know i wanted to circle back to the skin because i know that's what your audience is really interested in mm-hmm. um there was one thing i wanted to share there was this beautiful traditional Chinese medicine face reading expert. Her name is Lily. And unfortunately she passed away last year, but she was like the guru at face reading. And I just wanted to share something that I thought was really fascinating. She was talking about how emotional patterns can be seen on our face. And essentially like when we're born into this world, you know, we come with a particular, uh, our consciousness and a set of patterns that make up how we look. But she was saying that it's so dynamic that we can change our faces by how we feel and how we behave so much so that she was saying, you know, the, the skin underneath your eyes where you can store like puffiness is related to how we store things in life and also our digestive system. So she was saying that if she did like a major, major, major closet cleaning, the next day, the very next day, she would notice that there was less puffiness in her face. And so, you know, like that kind of topic of thinking about how mutable we are, that things aren't permanent that how we feel whether we're regulating it with meditation or other wellness routines or flower remedies or cleaning our closets that our physical bodies are really just a reflection of our internal internal world and I just thought that was so fascinating that 
you know, just doing a good cleaning of your closet could instantly within 24 hours change how your face looked. And then, you know, I think of like, there are specific flowers that are really good for the skin, but the root cause is different. Like, you know, irritation, like redness and irritation. There's a flower called hollyhock that is usually when we feel like really irritated in some kind of relationship where we feel like, God, there's just like no hope. This relationship is just never going to work. Or we're afraid of being betrayed. That can actually manifest as a, as like redness and irritation in the skin or jasmine flower. Uh, when there's something about our bodies or our faces that we don't like, it helps us accept ourselves. So, I mean, I just like love this idea of like, in terms of when you talk about wellness routines, you know, rather than being this kind of external focus all the time where it's like, what oil am I putting on my skin or what am I eating? Which is all those things are super important, but I think it's such a fresh way and kind of expansive way of looking at life when we see that actually we're very mutable, changeable. It's more just about how can we change our inner world and how we think and how we feel, which is all really in our control. I wholeheartedly agree with that completely. And I often delve into that as well. And is it Lillian Bridges that you're talking about? Um, the lady with the face reading. Yes, she was so amazing. I amazing. was so glad to hear that she left this planet. Yeah, so amazing and such a pioneer in what she did. And it, you're so right. Our faces, our bodies, they are changing all the time. And actually using our intuition and doing the inner work and going inwards can often have bigger changes in our skin than what we're doing externally. So I'm so pleased you brought that up and it just complements what you talk about with the the flower essences so well. I feel like everyone's gonna be going out and cleaning their closet now. (laughs) 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 Let's have a massive clear out and get rid of our under eye bags. That's great. And do you have any, any sort of tips or pointers for, I guess for anyone that just does want to tune in a little bit deeper into that intuition, into that inner knowing and into that, I guess, sort of surrender and acceptance that we are changing all the time and we are moving and adapting and and mutating all the time. I know that's a big question, but I don't know if there's anything which just comes to you as I say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... The wonderful thing is that we'll always be attracted to what we need the most in the moment. So like one of the things I love so much about the flowers is that they're teachers of intuition. You know, like we think, oh, we need someone in a white coat to tell us what we need or that there's like something wrong with us that we need to fix in some way or we need to take a pill. When we look at nature, part of what inspires me so much is like, if I lay out, you know, 50 photographs of flowers and ask anyone, you know, choose the three to five flowers that you're most visually attracted to, then they do so. And I can tell them what the flowers are for. It's like a window into their world. You know, they feel like, oh my God, how did you know? Like, how did you know all these deep things that are going on inside of me? And it's not that not that I know, it's just that they picked the flowers, you know, we're always drawn to what can benefit us most in the moment. So in some ways, just working with the flowers at all is like, you suddenly realize that, oh, wow, 
actually, there's a part of me that is wise beyond belief. Like, I don't even understand how I know, but I know what I need. You know, that we are kind of the masters of our own wellness, like needs that, that we know what we need, even if we don't intellectually understand it. And then of course there are, you know, specific flowers that can help enhance our feeling of being in tune, like um, euphrasia or eyebright flower. That is for um, really being able to trust our intuition when we have an inclination. There's water lily for being able to recognize synchronicity and, you know, grab on when an opportunity comes our way. We have this new blend called inner knowing. It's funny you said, you actually said those words, inner knowing, which I find to be a theme recently where there's just so much unknown in the world. You know, sometimes we feel like there's no ground under our feet. We don't quite understand where things are going. And um, flowers like shell ginger or fern, you know, really help us unfold and be able to just like trust ourselves that we can take the first step. And then once we take that first step, we'll know what the next step is. And once we get there, we'll know what to do when we get there to really deeply trust ourselves and not have to have it all planned and laid out and not have to, you know, listen to the external source. You know, we, I think we've seen um, in the last few years, a lot of different kind of stories flying around and media narratives. And I, I see this kind of new theme emerging where, we feel empowered we can, when we can really plug into a sense of self-trust and knowingness that comes from within. I love that. And unfolding and trusting and knowingness. I just think they're such key words in what you said there. And what I'd love to ask you, just as our final question for today, is if you could share with everyone your top tip for inner peace, what would that be? I mean, one thing, you know, rubber hits the road. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's so many tools like flower remedies and meditation for me are the most powerful kind of no brainer. Like don't even have to think about it. Just like do it because it will help, but they really only open the door and ultimately we have to walk through the door. So my top tip for like helping us really walk through the door is when you experience not peace, you know, when we experience anxiety or rage or discomfort or feeling like something is off or we don't belong, whatever that sensation is, rather than fixate on it, like there's something wrong with us or become angry with ourselves that we feel that way or think we shouldn't be feeling that way, or go into some kind of like struggle and fight with it. The the best um, advice I could give from my own personal experience, which, you know, I'm also a work in progress, is to embrace that as much as possible, to just simply observe what is arising. That just by staying with yourself, you know, not abandoning yourself, like any good best friend doesn't, you know, Danielle, if you came to me and you had like some really heavy thing on your heart, if I'm your best friend, I know that I don't need to fix it for you. I just need to be with you, witness it and presence it. And that will help things kind of shift around and, and to help you witness it. So in the same way with ourselves, to just look at what arises, just witness it, just be present with it without fighting or struggling or, or, or hating ourselves for it. 
it's, it's a funny way to answer your question because you're asking like, what do we do for inner peace? And I'm saying there are so many times in our life where we don't experience inner peace and the way to move through those more gracefully is to just soften and accept and observe. And in the observing, it dissolves. It's like having, it's like having that best friend with you that just helps you look at it gently. It already shifts and changes just like our body shifts and changes when we observe it. So true. Such wonderful, wonderful advice. And Katie, I would love you to be able to share with everyone how people can contact you, how they can follow you on social media, how they can find out more about your beautiful flower essences. Yeah, our website is Lotus Way, Lotus like the flower, and then wei.com. I have a whole team of people that just love connecting people to flowers. So you can reach out through Instagram, Facebook, um, email. You can call us. You can come and visit. We're in Phoenix, Arizona. If anyone comes stateside, we have a self-arising nature center where you can come and get treatments and classes and education. We're really passionate about what we do and um, we love to help. So reach out anytime. Thank you, Katie. That's wonderful. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I've enjoyed it so much. So thank you for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. My pleasure. Thank you, Danielle. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on Face Yoga or you'd like to become a Face Yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.